This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Thursday, everybody. Guess what? It's still my voice. I know you're all annoyed, but guess what? I'm still here, and you're going to have to deal with it. This is the Happy Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Hour sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting. I am Rico. I am joined not by Nicholas because he decided to leave me. He's gone. And go to Colorado for some golfing trip or whatever he's doing. Stupid. And I'm joined by Nathan Brennan, everybody's 17th favorite Virginia Tech. Whoa, resident. whoa, whoa, whoa. You couldn't even name 16 people that went to Virginia Tech. I couldn't, but everybody tells me that I, <laughs> I said favorite last time. I was wrong. I said fifth favorite. I was wrong. So I just I just keep going lower and lower every time until somebody tells me to stop. In my defense, Virginia Tech did come out with a hype video today, and I shared it on Instagram. So that should give me a few brownie points. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm true. This is the thing, and I stand by this. I'm a Nebraska fan. I've become ingrained with the culture, but I will always stick with my alma mater. I am a good alumni of the school, and I, I donate the very bare minimum to the Hokie Club. Do you? I do. $25 a year. <laughs> and he got me an ACC champion flag. Look that was you. like an 8x10 flag, too. It was like a sheet of paper. But that $25... It got me somewhere. Look at that. You're helping you're helping somebody do something. I don't know what your $25 is doing. That's the thing I will say. At first, I was like, okay, well, this means absolutely nothing. I'm probably the smallest donor out of everyone. But then I thought about it. Virginia Tech probably has, I don't know, 100,000 donors that donate. And if everyone donates $25, it's $2.5 million. That's a new facility. Or like a nutrition center or something. I don't know. I mean, that's probably. Like, Did I do that math right? That might be twenty-five million dollars. I should I don't, know this. I don't know. I'm, Quick math. I'm terrible at math, so I'm not even going to try. I'm actually pretty good at math. That's why I got but that like two, two and a half million. Two and a half million would not be a new facility. Two and a half million. It'd be like a nutrition center. That'd be like half of a new, not like a quarter of a new facility. They should how call expensive it these are. the Nathan Brennan Nutrition Center, because I'm an advocate for everyone donating twenty-five dollars. And then in turn, should we, we should that ask, advocacy should be named after me. We should ask Virginia Tech about this. I'm sure they would say no at all. Reverend Duck says it. trading in Thickless for Nate the Skate. There you go. I've, I've heard Nate the Skate, Nate Dog, Nate Doggy Dog as Strick calls me. But Strick also calls himself Stricky. So. I do love Stricky. <laughs> I do love Whenever Stricky Whenever he too. calls himself Stricky, it's great. But uh, anyways, so... Just to give you guys a little rundown of what's going to happen in the happy hour today, and just to just to get more people involved, we because, won't be talking Virginia because, Tech because because I I love getting people involved. No Virginia Tech talk. No Virginia Tech. No Virginia I Tech wish. Talk. I wish. Uh, we're going to hit on some NBA in this segment. Maybe I ask Nathan the same question I asked Bach and I asked all of you earlier. But then in the second segment, 
We're doing the tip jar. 402-464-5685. In the second segment, around 2.30, send in your most wildest thoughts, your most random thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. We will read them. We will answer them, and it'll be a grand old time. Again, that's the second segment at 2.30. But right now – We can disparage Nick because he's not here. And that's always everybody's favorite part of the tip jar when Nick isn't here (laughs) is disparaging him. So if you would like to disparage Nick at 2.30, go right ahead. But right now we're going to talk NBA, and then I'm going to ask Nate a a question about Nebraska football. But for right now, Nate was excited before we got on the air for some reason – with some NBA news. Nate, would you like to share this news we're, with everybody that totally cares? I wish we had a uh, breaking news. We, we do. We, we, oh, do we, really? we have, we have a breaking right, here, news. Let me hear, let me hear. Oh, nice. That is awesome. Breaking news out of Indianapolis. DeAndre Ayton agrees to a four-year, $133 million max offer sheet with the Pacers. That now gives the Phoenix Suns 48 hours to match. Courtesy of ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. I don't think I said that right. That Just was call him Woj. That would be really cool there for a second. It would have been. Uh, Woj. I don't know how I feel. So this is kind of interesting because they still have Miles Turner on the roster. That is true. They still have Miles Turner on the roster. I'm assuming that this move would mean that he would inevitably be traded. I'm not sure the value for My- for Miles Turner. Malcolm Brogdon warranted a first-round pick, but it's the Celtics' first-round pick, so that's it'll be twenty-five nothing. to thirty, probably. Yeah, it'll be nothing. Basically, I won't say worthless because there are diamonds in the rough, but it's not like the NFL. Like the NFL, you can get a second-round pick, and that's an incredibly valuable pick. I oh, take yeah. a second-round pick any day of the week. If you're outside of the lottery in the NBA, nah. But I like the move with DeAndre Ayton. The Pacers are obviously tanking. They traded away Sabonis. They traded away Brogdon. Looks like Miles Turner's probably going to be next. Victor Aladipo was traded here. Uh, I guess it was an offseason. It was a while ago now. And it was I, two I years ago, wasn't and it? The, it was two years ago. And the worst part about it, they ended up getting Karis LeVert for it, who they ended up just trading anyways. The Pacers are in shambles. But they do have some good young pieces. Tyrese Halliburton, turns out he's pretty good. Chris Duarte was their first-round pick last year. This year they got Benedict Matherin, who scored 20 in the Summer League the other day. I'm interested. I'm, I want to talk to Strick about this. Pacers alum and in the Summer League right now. So maybe I'll ask him about that. The Pacers are one of those teams. I mean, you kind of take what you can get. If you're not going to offer DeAndre Ayton the max, who else are you going to offer? I mean, there, there's no one realistically that is going to voluntarily sign with the Pacers, except for a guy like DeAndre Ayton. I don't know. He'll get you 18 and 10. Probably about what Sabonis got you. Maybe a little bit of a better rim protector. Is DeAndre Ayton? He's not a very good rim protector in, at all, though. But better than Sabonis. Sabonis, than Sabonis just Sabonis. doesn't play you're, defense. You're right. He's better than Sabonis, but he's not very good at all. Is does does the addition of DeAndre Ayton make you? Were they a playoff team last year? No, absolutely. Does not. DeAndre not Ayton make close. you a playoff team? No, I don't think he makes you a playoff team. But I think what the Pacers are trying to do, and a lot of smart, small market teams do this, and you'll see, it's more just kind of building a young core. I mean, you got you got to keep in mind Chris Duarte's twenty four, Tyrese Halliburton's twenty two, Benedict Matherin, who's just drafted, is twenty twenty one years old. DeAndre Ayton, this is his first contract, and he came out after one year, so he's what twenty two, twenty three years old. Did he play I the mean, whole year at Arizona? I'm pretty sure he played one year. Well, he played one year, but I'm saying, did he know. play the whole year? Because I know that, or was it after that that their coach got in trouble? 
with the phone calls I and, the, and the, and the offering money. He had to have played at least a decent amount because he was the number one overall pick, right? I mean, James Wiseman was the number one overall pick. He played three games. He was the number one overall pick? I believe so. No. Or was he number three? Kyrie Irving was the number one overall pick, and he played like eight games for Duke. That is true. And he got hurt. Well, the thing about Kyrie, I, that wasn't a very loaded draft class. I'm trying to think. Did he play? I know he was a five-star. He, he was not the number one guy in the class. He might have played the entire season. I, I, cause I remember that draft class was, was fun because it was Aiton, Luca, Trey Young. Like, for the most oh, part. Oh, yeah, was he like definitely he played the whole season. So okay. he was voted a consensus first-team All-American. Furthermore, Aiton was one of three freshmen to be part of the All-American first team. He joins Marvin Bagley and Trey Young. Shout out to Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley, I'll tell you all right now, Marvin Bagley was the best player I've ever seen play in person. Really? I saw him play at Virginia Tech, and when I saw him play, I swore I was like, this kid's going to be legit. Dude has His athleticism is unbelievable. Dude has impeccable footwork. It's insane, and his it, people sleep on his athleticism. He is the most athletic person I've seen on a on a basketball court. Because I didn't get to see Zion because I had an exam that night. Oh, that's why. That's I would have gone anyways. You don't major in finance. I would have gone anyways because those professors don't give a damn about anything. See, journalism professors they would have understood. But oh yeah, I double majored in finance too. My professor would have been like, damn. "No, you need to go. Like you need exactly. To, no, you but you write this a story about this. a finance professor. So it was an accounting exam." The night that we played Duke and Zion was playing, so I missed that. So Marvin Bagley's the best player was that, I've seen playing. I've also did Virginia seen, Tech win and storm the, the court that one, or was that a different game? Uh, that was my freshman year of college, okay. and that was on New Year's Eve. That was awesome because that was um, who was it? It was Luke Kennard's team. There you go. That was Luke Kennard. That team was awesome, and that people forget was the one game, if you remember, Grayson Allen was suspended for one game for tripping. Game. It was the game against Virginia Tech. I've never seen fans go at a college athlete like that. Like, it got bad. Jeez. Like, we were literally just, like, pointing at him. You know, like, the chop where you, like, yeah. point at someone and you yell, bull, yeah. expletive. Of course. We were literally saying that, but it was bleep you, Grayson, and it was directed <laughs> right at him. Just the, in, literally the entire – we wouldn't even be watching the game for half the time. It was just directed towards Grayson. Like, pure hatred because wow. people, especially when he was at Duke, because people hate Duke already enough, and it was Grayson Allen, and he had just tripped. I don't remember who he tripped. but I it think was, it was it Florida was State. I think it was Florida State. But that was probably – that was hostile. We stormed the court then, and then there was a game against UVA that we ended up storming. Virginia Tech basketball on the up and up. People forget that. But I don't think people forget about it. I know we said we weren't going to talk Virginia Tech, but we, we kind of got off on that. No, design. no, no, no. But um, where was I even going with this? Oh, Marvin Bagley, uh, best player that I've seen playing person. But, yeah, the, the small market teams, I mean, there's nothing you can really do. You The, the Pacers, you got to think, the past 20 years, the best teams they've had were Roy Hibbert, who they drafted, mm -hmm. Paul George, who they drafted – outside of the lottery and got lucky, yeah. and Lance Stevenson, who was well, a second-round pick. And they traded Kawhi Leonard for George Hill. Yeah. No, I thought it was for Paul George. They drafted Kawhi Leonard and then traded him on draft day for George Hill to the Spurs. Okay. So that kind of brought all – and then you got David West in free agency. So teams like that, that's all you can really do. So I, I understand what they're doing. Do I think it's going to win them a championship? No. But it's a step in the right direction. I think you tank one more year, you get another lottery pick, and then you start building your young core. That's all you can do. Really? That's all you, I mean, that's why it's so confusing. And I was driving on my way back from the gym. I heard you guys talking about the Jazz and Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. 
That's why if you're Shout the Shout out Jazz, Donovan Mitchell who's going to be traded to the Knicks in, which in the next couple of days. We can get into the Knicks, which is a dumpster fire of an organization. Talk about someone who should be a free agent. They're going to be fine. That's, that's what's so frustrating is teams like the Pacers are just as successful. And probably out of every team in the NBA, Minnesota might be the least – likely free agent destination Indiana's up there people don't want to play for the Pacers which is kind of sad but the Jazz the Jazz is up there too if you're not going to try and make it worth work with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and they had Bogdanovich too I don't know if he's still on the team he is like what what is your goal as the Jazz you're not I don't see you they're possibly looking to, they're getting looking a better rebuild. they just got a new head coach who's like 35 years old so it's his first head coaching job. They're trying to make sure everybody is significantly younger than him. Lightning doesn't <laughs> strike twice, though. No. Like, you you lucked out with both Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, who were – Donovan Mitchell, if I remember correctly, was a late lottery pick. Oh, yeah. He was maybe the 11th overall pick or something. The Knicks took Frank Nilekina. Oh, good God. <laughs> Perfect example. <laughs> and the savior of the Knicks was Kristaps Porzingis, which don't even get me started on that nonsense. He played great basketball. It didn't lead to wins. Exactly. So who cares? This is this is what I don't understand. It's like if you're a small market team, like if you can't make it work with Gobert and Mitchell, who you both convinced to sign long term contracts, I don't understand what you're doing. It could be a while for the Jazz to be good again. It could be a long while. Yeah, especially with how how the West is is coming into form now, and all of these teams exactly. who maybe you wouldn't have been. I mean, look, Memphis for the longest time was just a team that you would have to play, and you would go in there knowing, all right, we're only going to score 77 points and we're going to get our teeth kicked in, uh, to now they're one of the younger and one of the more explosive teams in the league. And you're like, oh, wait a minute, this is happening. Oklahoma City, who although they are extremely young, have some surprisingly talented players, especially Josh Giddy and now Chet Holmgren, who Man. made an amazing pass uh, in Summer League the other night. Um, he's going to be – I'm not too a, high on Chet Holmgren. He's going to be – Really good stretching the floor offensively, and he his defensive instincts are good. I don't think he can hold his own in the post with anybody. Absolutely though. not, and that's what's going to hold him back. I, Chet Holmgren's a sixth man, in my opinion. Really, you throw him as a sixth man, he'd be pretty good. You throw him against a second unit. Well, I think he's a Kristaps, but he's a stretch four. You're not going to put him at five. No, you can't put him at five. He's but too that's thin. the thing is, I don't know if he can defend the four. I don't know if he can defend the fight. He's that, fast enough. That's the problem. He's is, quick enough. He has the leaping ability, and he's got long enough arms. He could defend. You put him against the four, second you, unit, I think that's where he would be most successful. I mean, maybe, but. He's just not big enough. He's not. And, and That's look, what they said about Kevin Durant, not comparing the two, but okay, just size-wise. Right. Just size-wise. <laughs> just size-wise. Even Kevin Durant was – well, actually, I've seen Kevin Durant couldn't Kevin bench Durant, the bar. I know, which was funny. I've, I've seen that video. That is awesome. But I – I don't know. I, I I'm not huge on on Chet Holmgren. Box says he's going to put on weight, and I'm like, you need to realize guys with that body type don't just put on weight. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. And no. even if you put him on the most serious nutrition plan, which I promise you at Gonzaga he was on a legitimate nutrition plan, that dude was probably eating seven peanut butter and jellies a day, just throughout the day, because that's what they that's what they do to to get you bigger is you eat a ton of peanut butter and jelly. Really. It's, yes, I had a buddy who was a quarterback for Virginia Tech, shocker, and he was <laughs> too small. He was he's about six four, and when he came in, he was about one sixty five, one seventy, and 
he would just eat peanut butter and jellies all day. So he would finish a workout, and they would say, until you eat these three peanut butter and jellies, you're not allowed to go home. So they would just <laughs> feed him peanut butter and jelly. So that again, I don't know if that's what they do with Chet Holmgren, but that dude has to be eating at least 4,000, 5,000 calories a day, maybe more. Guys like that just don't put on weight, and I think that's what's going to hold him back ultimately. I think he'll get stronger. I don't know how many years it's going to take. He'll get stronger. He'll he'll come into his own. I I said it before about players that I was dead wrong, so I'm going to I'm going to try to avoid it because I said <laughs> I, I said Trey Young wouldn't I was like he's too he's too small. It's not going to work in the league. He's too small. It's not going to work. Is Trey Young working though? It's working. Hey, it's, is, it's working. Is it working? I said I said Anthony Edwards cool. He's very athletic and he can dunk. I don't see him doing much yeah, else. Anthony Edwards I was wrong. So I don't think your Trey Young take is too far off though. He's oh, scored, it is. I he scores think, a lot of points. Yeah. Look, I was like, you know, the Luka Doncic Trey Young trade. I was like, oh, Dallas won this one hundred percent, and they did. And and Luka is, is a for sure, you know, all star. You know, whatever. I'm not going to go too Future far. Future MVP. Say, I'm not going to say anything. yeah, probably that. But Trey Young, look, Trey Young is an all star. He look, he could win MVP one year. This is the problem with a guy like Trey. Does he make your team better? Yes. You sure about that? Yes. I don't know about that. He is a fantastic scorer. He's more than a willing passer. The only thing that so he doesn't So is Russell make, Westbrook. The only thing he does not the same to level of scoring as Trey Young. The only thing Trey Young does not do well and is a liability is, again, his size and his defense. His defense is abysmal. It's terrible. But if he can go the Steph Curry route, who when he first got in the league was not the greatest defender. And again, not comparing the two, so don't do this. If he can go the Steph Curry route and be more of a passing lane kind of guy, and if you can get somebody on his team that, that can cover the main ball handler, the best, you know, if there's the best player on a team is the point guard, you can get somebody like a Clay Thompson, you know, just a really good defender, to guard that person, and you switch Trey Young onto somebody else who is maybe you know not going to handle the ball as much and not you know try to drive past you. That could be something that he could you know excel in, be a passing lane stealer, and and work on his defense that way. But straight up one on one, it's going to be tough for him, especially just with his size. Well, he as a number one, the if he's the number one on your team, you'll never win a championship. Basically, is what I'm saying. Would he ever take the second fiddle and be a second player on a team? I don't know, to be determined. But that's why I wouldn't put him in the MVP category because, again, if he is your best player, which Atlanta, I'm not saying they're a great overall roster, but if he is your number one, you're not going to win a championship. Also, Ryan, also Ryan, no offense, but the 76ers, this was Ben Simmons' 76ers. Ryan says, Trey Young single-handedly beat the 76ers in last year's playoffs. I'm from Philly. I watched every game. If it wasn't for Trey Young, we probably would have been playing another team. Again, I'm not disagreeing with that, and I trust your judgment on this. But this is also Ben Simmons' seventy sixers, so we got to take that with Trey a Young bit of was the reason Ben Simmons didn't go up. Ben Simmons is also Trey just Young, bad. Trey Young played amazing defense on that play where Ben Simmons passed it out from under the hoop. He didn't want to dunk it on Trey. That Young. is he was that scared. was funny. He was scared. I do remember that. Trey Young, great defense. Ben Simmons. <laughs> also, I really hope the Nets trade Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because I think that will be the single funniest thing in maybe professional sports that at one point in time and it would end up being like six months earlier you had James Harden Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving which you thought was the truth which two are knuckleheads and Mm -hmm. one thinks he's way better than he really is and James Harden and now you're gonna end up with Ben Simmons like that is honestly really funny I Love it. That's how it works out. Nobody is talking enough about that. The fact that you want you want to know something funny? And they Joe Harris. Shout out Joe Harris. Uh, 
Obi Toppin has more wins in New York than Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That is awesome. Julius Randle and <laughs> R.J. Barrett have scored more points in New York than Kevin Durant really? and Kyrie Irving. I guess they've played full seasons, so. Well, even, that, even then, Kevin Durant was averaging like 20-some points a game. R.J. Barrett's highest scoring points average in a season was this last year when he averaged like right at 20. Wow. In, in like the three seasons that wow. Kevin Durant and Kyrie have been together. This is this is also a funny stat. Uh, Hakeem, I think it was Hakeem Olajuwon and Vince Carter played nice. more games together than Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant played together. Really? Hakeem played for Toronto at one point. He did. He did. That is very accurate, actually. That was also a young Vince Carter. Uh, shout out, throwback. That's the honestly that like right all there. All of those stats, like it, it didn't work. What it wasn't you even just close said to working. That is the problem with the NBA. Is what what is it like that? It's not entertaining to me, and this is why I think NBA has lost viewers, and why it's just gotten incredibly frustrating. Like Kevin, okay, you have Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, a bunch of knuckleheads on one team. What does it get you? Forty-four wins and the first exit in the playoffs. You got you, and now they're all demanding a trade. That's why, Ryan, if you want to go ahead and text us, I'm curious. So Ryan says that he's a Philly fan. Do you like signing James Harden? What did he sign for? Two years? Three years? I think it was. I think it was two. It's a team-friendly contract, apparently. That still might be the most foolish contract in the NBA. I don't think. I think James Harden is basically a team killer. Joel Embiid wanted him. You make Joel Embiid happy. Th- that is fair. Th- I will give you Joel Embiid that's, is the man. That's that's what it is. But my God, James Harden is just a headache, and Kyrie Irving is even more of a nut job. I mean, the thing was, Joel or uh, uh, James Harden was more than willing to take a back seat. To Joel Embiid, he was willing. He was. he was willing to play point guard because Kyrie didn't want to play point guard. Like he's been making all of these concessions, and then he kind of gets blackballed. Like he got blackballed in Brooklyn because Kyrie didn't want to play, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's because of James Harden." And Harden's like, "He wanted me to be point guard. I don't." He's like, "All right, fine, trade me. I don't want to be here." Then did you also see that Kyrie was holding his own practices? Yeah. What the hell is that? Couldn't practice with the team. The, it, this is what I'm saying, man. Like the NBA is just not what he it wouldn't. Was. He it's wouldn't sad. get vaccinated. And speaking of not getting vaccinated, and not being able to play, you see what's going on with the Kansas City Royals. I did see what's going on with the Royals. Why? Was it nine players? It was something. I think it might have been ten. And did you see what Merrifield's comment? If he was on a better <laughs> team, he'd get vaccinated. <laughs> I saw that. Also, Dusty says I have a rule for Nate. Every time he talks about Virginia Tech, he needs to remind everyone he thinks we're going nine and three this season. That is true, Dusty. I will make sure that everyone knows. Every time I talk about Virginia Tech, I'll say Nebraska nine and three, and I stand by that. Okay, that's what I said. I said if Virginia Tech, I can talk about Virginia Tech all I want. This is the deal I made with the listeners. I can talk all I want as long as I speak Nebraska nine and three into existence. Okay, well, good luck with that. <laughs> I I'm speaking it into existence now. Nine and three. Only losses to Michigan. No, they're gonna beat Oklahoma. Honestly, maybe ten and two. I'll go Michigan. Jeez. A weird road game. They're gonna have a weird letdown, like Rutgers. Michigan. I, so Rutgers. that game actually scares me, and people make fun of me for it. Dude, you're going to Ruck, sleepy Piscataway, and there's like Rutgers. Like it's a blackout on that Friday. I'm like, yeah, you're gonna have like five people wearing black shirts. Whatever. Sleepy Piscataway on a Friday. It throws off your entire schedule for I the know. week. You have to go up there and play a. It's Rutgers a weird team game. Who? It's who, weird. Who is going to be better than you think? They're not going Nebraska to be good. Nebraska will still be the better team. They're not going to be good, but they're going to be better than you think. And if you take any plays off, they might get you. They're not, you're not going to get blown out, but Rutgers could, Rutgers could a game-winning field goal. 
Well, the problem about that with Rutgers is that, one, it is on the road on a Friday, which is just weird. Two, Nebraska's going to be 5-0 and at that point, so that's a letdown written all over it. Because if Nebraska's 5-0 and against R- Rutgers, will be like they're going to be coming off their Indiana 1-4. And, and Nebraska's going to be 5-0. and Here's my prediction right now. Here's the Nathan Brennan stamp of prediction. Oh, goodness. Rutgers is going to be 1-4 and or 1-3. and Nebraska's going to be 5-0 and ranked... Fourteenth in the country, they're not going to be that high. It's gonna, they're gonna have a win against Oklahoma. They're gonna be, mind. Like, they're gonna be like twentieth. They're gonna have a win against Oklahoma, and I know, they're gonna be they, undefeated. If they beat Oklahoma and they're undefeated, they're gonna be like twentieth. They're not getting in the top fifteen. I'm saying fourteen. <laughs> they're playing Rutgers. They're gonna lose by like twenty. Get bumped out of the rankings. Go on a little bit of a run. Lose to Michigan. Okay. And then they're gonna lose to Rutgers. Michigan is Iowa on the road. E- oh, I don't remember. Damn it! I'm pretty sure Iowa is on the road. I think okay. it is. Yeah, it's no, it's on. No, the road. no, no, no. They're gonna beat Iowa um, because the last four go Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. It's the last uh, four. Wisconsin's at home. They'll beat Wisconsin by thirty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Is is Minnesota at home? Yes, because they Minnesota. were up in Minnesota. Were they up in? No, they're on the road at Minnesota. They're on the road at Minnesota. So I think it's at. Help me out here, like, text line. We, I mean, we can look it up, but I just don't. I just didn't want to. But we definitely can, and I will. In Help me out, text seconds. line. All right, so that um, Rutgers, Michigan, and if they're they play Wisconsin at home, they'll beat Wisconsin. I'll go Minnesota if it's on the road. If it's on, if it's at home, Nebraska wins by thirty. Okay, the last four are home against Minnesota at Michigan. They'll lose against Michigan. Home against Wisconsin. They'll beat Wisconsin at Iowa. I'll go at Iowa. Is there is there a loss? Okay. So three. Those are my three. The problem with that is I don't know if you win the Big Ten West. I mean, you got a nice little – I guess Michigan doesn't count. You got a crappy road stretch where you have to go two Rutgers on a Friday and then you have to go two Purdue. That's (laughs) going to be a tough game. But I also – I've heard Bach talk about for probably the last – Three four weeks, how great Aiden O'Connell is. I hate and he's, it. I hate it. No, and it's, it's ruined it, it for me. It drives me absolutely nuts. So that no. field, Nebraska will beat Purdue. That field is garbage, though. There have been a lot of injuries to opposing teams. Purdue on that field. is just a terrible school in general. I'm Team Indiana. I Always have been. <laughs> Purdue, I'm not about. I I, I I can get down with that. All right, we're gonna take a break. Up next, the tip jar. So everybody, four zero two four six four five six eight five. Get your weird questions. Get your get your strange questions. Your strange comments. Your strange concerns. Send them over to us, Nathan and myself. We will be here to answer them, read them, answer them, whatever, whatever you want. We'll read almost anything. Up next on the happy hour.